This is another song from our new record. It's called From the Curve. Welcome everyone, this is another episode of That Record Got Me High. I'm your host, Rob Elba. As always, it's wonderful having you all here with me. Do me a favor, real quick. Whatever you're listening right now to me on, whatever you're, look look on your screen somewhere. There's a subscribe button. Just hit that. Hit the subscribe button. If you're feeling really cheeky, maybe uh, write a little review or give it, you know, give it some stars, four or five, I would imagine, uh, and uh, write a review. And if you're really feeling crazy, maybe you can go to patreon.com forward slash TRHMH, become a patron of the show if you listen to it regularly and you enjoy it. That would really help me out. So think about any of those things. All right, let's get into it. Uh, I have guests on, and sometimes it's the first time I'm meeting them, and sometimes if they're returning guests, uh, I just basically know them from doing the podcast. But occasionally I have a guest on that I have known for a long time, and today is one of those days. I've known my guest Pete Gordon for over 30 years. Uh, When I first met him, he was a bass player for South Florida Punk Titans Radio Baghdad, uh, he then formed another band with some uh, Radio Baghdad members called Irish Car Bomb. And for many years, Pete and I played together in, I will just say, one of the uh, funnest bands that I've ever been a member of, the South Florida punk rock cover band, The Clap. So uh, <laughs> in, in the 30 years I've known Pete, one thing that I wasn't aware of was that he was a huge fan of the band Superchunk and their record On The Mouth, which is what we're going to be talking about today. So uh, Peter was living and playing in bands up in Portland, Oregon for many years. He recently spent some time in Asheville, North Carolina, and formed a band there called Tiny TVs. And now he's back in South Florida. And I have no doubt by the time this episode airs, he'll probably be in like two or three bands already because that's just what Pete does. So here is me catching up with my old friend, Pete Gordon. But you are, we established already, you are back in Florida, back in South Florida. That is correct. Which is cool. I mean, that's fine. You were were all over the place. You spent many years in Portland, and you were in North Carolina for a minute, and now you're back in Florida. So that's good. At least you're not, you could say you're not the guy that never left. (laughs) Right. That's true. That's very true. Yeah. And now I'm there, I meet all these new people, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I just moved back. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I just moved back here. I'm from here, but like, I just moved back here. Right. Yeah. 
So you move. So is a tiny TVs no more? Um, the tiny TVs are going to carry on. Okay. And um, you know they they found somebody meanwhile to like fill in, and the idea was like I would try to fly up and play shows and and do that. Uh, and in reality, it's you know I'm hoping that it happens there, but I can't expect them like not to play shows. Right. Um, they were, we're, we're actually, we just finished a recording and we're going to press it and put it out, um, like in a 12 inch. So like, you know, they, they want to keep the momentum going. Like, um, it's really funny. Tiny TVs just got real popular. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. West Asheville, West Asheville is so, is so small, you know, but, um, right, 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 right. It, it's a, they, it's such a fun little music scene there. Um, and yeah, we went from playing like one show behind a gas station in like, 35 degree weather to like filling in for like a big Christmas show. And then just like, it just started snowballing, man. Like, you notice Pete, that really happen- that's it. what happens with band when you get in bands though, Pete, you know, I don't know if you've noticed that, but that- <laughs> you just get in bands and all of a sudden, yeah, shit starts fun, happening. <laughs> that's good. I could tell you were, uh, you were having a lot of fun doing it. So I, as you know, from the intro, I've known Peter many, many years, but uh, it, it's funny because I knew you originally, as a bass player, I knew you in Radio Baghdad and Irish Car Bomb, and then me and Pete played together in the clap for years, uh, and then bass player, and then, uh, you know, then you were in Portland, and I saw you were in bands, and you were playing a uh, guitar, so you switched to guitar, and then, uh, and then you know, uh, fast forward, you're in North Carolina, and you're playing drums now. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, totally. Uh, you know, I... I grew up always as a bass player, and but it's funny, like anything that I would write, I would always write on guitar. And then I, I got to Portland, and it's like I didn't bring any gear with me. And I started a band with two dudes in my kitchen, and then we were just playing some punk stuff. It was called No Fucking Bueno. And uh, <laughs> it was like real fast, like punk rock, and I just started writing all the riffs. And Jamie was the drummer from Houston. He was like a crust punk kid, and um, uh, I just fell in love playing guitar. And then I joined in and we started an instrumental band with a couple of dudes that were from Florida living out there. And uh, yeah, that was great. You actually sent me some recordings of that and that was really good. What, what was that called again? What was the name of that? Drawing board. Drawing board. That's right. Yeah. 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 That, that was great. Uh, that was great stuff. And, and in a way that I feel like a lot of things you've done, definitely I could see where your influence came from with this band in particular that we're going to talk about today. So we're talking about what? What's the band record that we're talking about? Uh, Super Chunk, and the uh, record is on the mouth. Right. And when you first said, I, I talked to Pete a while ago, he was on the, uh, the Sound Archive podcast and mentioned, uh, Jeff, I guess, said, how come you haven't been on Rob's podcast? <laughs> and Pete's like, I don't know. He hasn't asked me. So, of course, I... <laughs> Kind of calling me out a little. So, yeah, I said, Pete, come on. But you, without hesitation, this is the record you picked. And, yeah, yeah. I, at first, I was, I don't know, not surprised. But then once I'm listening to it, revisiting it again, like I said, I could totally see. I could totally see the, uh, you know, how you went. Except the one thing, Pete, that I can't see. I don't know how you ended up on drum playing drums now, though. That I can't. <laughs> I always wanted to be a drummer, man. I always Did wanted, you really? As a, kid, yeah, as a kid, I always wanted to be a drummer. And, um, you know, Hawkins was like, everybody plays drums. You should play bass. Nobody oh. plays bass. And I'm like, all right, that's a good idea. And I knew my parents would, would never get me a drum set, and I couldn't afford one on my own. Like, right. you know, everybody in my family were drummers. And, like, the musician in my neighborhood was George Gacoris from Imboodalart. So I would go and watch them play. And, like, you know, everybody was – and in the neighborhood next to it was, like, Dan Fontana. You know, uh, where Hawkins grew up, that was that was his musician guy in the neighborhood. Right. That's why Hawkins 
you know, played guitar at such a young age because Dan was such an influence. Uh, he, Hawkins' brother and, and Dan Fontana were really good friends. So he's like, you should play bass. We'll start a band. But I always, I always wanted to uh, to have a, a project where I played drums, and I had one for a minute in Portland with a, with an ex-girlfriend, and we were called Peas, and I played drums, she played guitar and sang, and we had we had a couple little songs that we wrote, so that was like the first time I actually got to like do anything, right. and then yeah, we uh, we started getting drunk in my buddy's garage, and you know, we're, one of the guys had never ever been in a band before, and um, we're like, yeah, we should start a band, and they're like, what do you need? I'm like. We, we need a drum set. So we went and bought a drum set for a hundred bucks the next day. <laughs> and, uh, we're just fooling around. I'm like, guys, I would really like to play drums. And, uh, I, I learned how to play the drums. Nice. And now here's the big question. You're, you're back in Florida, back in South Florida. I know that you're going to continue playing music and you're going to be in, in the, you know, eventually pretty soon you're going to be in at least one band, maybe more than one band. Are you, <laughs> what do you think? Are you going to be playing drums now? Or are you going to go? To- no, no, no I, I would love to play guitar. All right, and all right, uh, and and if Juan Montoya listens to your podcast, uh, I've already messaged him and be like, "Dude, let's start something." Oh, nice! Uh, I would love to play something very, very heavy. Uh, and I've also talked with with Fausto and 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 Ray, and you know, there's 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 such a group of like uh, tenured like you know excellent musicians down here. And I know everybody has projects, but everybody's always looking to play something. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. along. So, <laughs> oh, good. Um, okay. That's I'm sure. Good. I'm sure it will arise. I would love to play some. Stuff. <laughs> All right. So but yeah, guitar. And I, you know what? I wouldn't. I wouldn't uh, look the other way if somebody asked me to play bass too. I haven't done that in a long time. Okay. So. Okay. All right. That's good. That would be fun. <laughs> That's good. I'm I'm actually glad to hear that. That makes me happy. I don't know why, but it's fine. <laughs> well, good. now you can fly in and we can do uh like duo clap shows just you and I like when we opened up for Oh god, uh, we did like we did before. That, We've done those before. Yeah, was that that uh, uh Cinema Paradiso? Yes, was that, we was did. that John Joseph or whatever? Yes. The dude from the Cro-Mags was doing like spoken word and you and I just like acoustic guitars no rehearsal nothing just yes. showed up and Dude, played punk like rock covers. cheap trick and ramon songs and devo Dude, I, totally, <laughs> I don't know how like once again i don't know how you remember this shit because now yeah now i remember but i never would yeah <laughs> I totally you know it's that. funny man like memory selective because i'll talk to other people like uh and they'll tell me stories that were they're with me like one time i went to see devo with scott Pateski in new york and uh, my friend rich was like yeah man i was there i met you and like we, we hung out we partied all night we're like i'm like you were there i'm right. like i have zero recollection of you even being there all oh, right okay uh, so and it I, is, uh, spiky and he's got different tour stories you know i'm like i don't remember that happening at all right 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 <laughs> All right, so this uh, so this uh, album on the mouth super chunk. First of all, was this your? This was their third album, um, and it came out in nineteen ninety two. Oh no, uh, ninety three. Matador. They were they recorded it in ninety two. It came out in Matador Records in ninety three. Was this your first super chunk album? Um, it may have been. I may have heard a track off of like No Pucky for Kitty or whatever. that but i never really was like into them um and and this album comes out and it's just it's just a friggin banger and they have like 13 albums after that and i don't really know one song off of them but right this is your yeah 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 yeah. you know like it's that's why i picked this record because it's like i don't 
followed this band's career. I've seen them a few times live after that, and I was always disappointed because they didn't play anything off of this album. Right. Um, and if they did, it was like the, the slowest untitled track. But like this album just, it was super influential to me, like in that year, in 92, 93, uh, with the music that I was listening to and, and like um, how I had another shift in in uh you know what i listen to like throughout my whole life like i've i've always changed not not changed genres completely but like i always found new music and i'm like wow i really love this sound right now and you know and then that would change a few years later and, and right it's right. kind of come to yeah that's why yeah that's why i was surprised because i was thinking oh maybe i was thinking oh maybe he'd pick a metal like you'd pick like a metal band or something like that uh, yeah. but no, like I said, it makes sense. Now I'm trying to, though, when this record came out, were you already radio, but was radio Baghdad already a thing in 1993? Yeah. Radio Baghdad was a thing. I mean, they, they had been a, a, a something since about 88 and, you know, even a little bit before that, where it was like face value. Um, you know, they were just under different names. So radio Baghdad, I think was established around the name anyway, somewhere around 90. Right, right, right. And uh, yeah, and I I believe I joined in in August of '92. So yeah, I was oh, okay. I was pretty new into the band at that time. Yeah, and there's definitely yeah I I want to talk about because I definitely hear especially your song because once you uh, once you and uh, and Spikey and Hawkins did Irish Car Bomb, you guys were all writing songs. And I hear I. I I definitely hear your influence that you got influenced by this in, in your own songwriting and everything. But let's let's start listening to the record because there are a lot of songs on it. But yeah, yeah, the whole the whole goddamn record is like is like great. It's fucking awesome. It is from start to finish. From start to finish, yeah. And and uh, but let yeah. So let's just start listening. Let's listen to the first track, Precision Auto. <laughs> fucking great opener and i didn't realize did you realize how many bands covered this song no not at all uh, yeah. i've never heard a cover of this song there's all right jimmy Eat world did a cover of it yeah fucked up toronto uh, band fucked up did a cover Love and them. les savvy fab uh have, they, they've all covered this song Slow down, I will move under the air. 
I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to check that out. Yep. Um, yeah, I'll definitely put them. Uh, put a little clips of them in the episode. But all right. So you. So you got. So do you remember? Like, how did you get? Like, did someone turn you on to this record, or how did? How did you get this? I'm pretty sure there's a video for this track for Precision Auto. Um, you know, again, memory's a little fuzzy, but I'm pretty also sure that the first time I heard it was on KPX, WKPX. Ah, nice, um, nice, nice. And it might have been um, Ellen Goldberg's show. She had like a alternative kind of punkish, yeah. you know, would, would, would play the, the out of the ordinary punk stuff, you know, like not like Jason Morgan, where it was like, you know, super punk rock, no effects, epitaph records, you know, like that kind of stuff. Right. She played like the other side of it, you know, like Jawbox and fucking obviously Super Chunk and, and Husker Du and like stuff like that, you right. know, like. So I, I may I may have heard it on her show, which I, I'm, I'm pretty sure. But uh, like I said, they, they had a they had a video for Precision Auto because uh, I remember seeing that. Right. OK. Yeah. So they might have played it on like. 120 minutes 120 or something minutes. like that yeah. yeah something like that but yeah, yeah for those of you who don't know kpx we didn't have in florida i mean i guess u of m had a college station but the, the kpx was a high school station but it was great for a while yeah. man they, they had great djs and played great music i talk about how influential like uh kpx was on the south florida music scene oh yeah yeah you can sure. you could shamelessly promote your band and they they like had i thought they had like a percentage of like local music that they had to play like in every hour so you would always hear like bologna sandwich and the itch and yes, like yes, you know right uh, right exactly in a way they were almost cooler than some than a lot of college stations because a lot of college, college stations could be kind of snobby and everything like that but kpx was just all about music all about the music it was it was great yeah that was great for years right for years right, for years all right so yeah so you uh so you heard this so you were still were you listening to other bands like this when you were you like starting to sort of turn because i know like i said metal was was your first love right yeah, totally. Metal metal was my first love. And um, around the time that I, I got to high school and I started hanging out with like Rich Thurston and I got into the band Ego Trip, um, I was starting to hear more hardcore, you know, right. Burn, Judge, you know, uh, all, you know, like all that like Northeast hardcore stuff, heavy breakdowns. And uh, that with the <laughs> went to like a pot party in, you know, ninth grade and heard Bob Marley and like, you know, was super influenced by reggae and uh, right. started to love that that sound, too. But so um, but once I once once like Hawkins joined Radio Baghdad, Lester and Spikey were giving them a whole different influence of music, you know, so um, I know you've done Soul Asylum Hang Time. You know, that's that's a that's a favorite record of, of a couple of, you know, really amazing musicians down here and right. Dan and, and Dubin and yep. that album is great and like hearing like early Google Doll. So I was like I'm hearing a melodic side to like early pop punk, proto punk, whatever you want to call it, you know, rather than like uh, hardcore punk, like the Dead Kennedys or, you know, Circle Jerks, Angry Samoans. You know, uh, I heard Dag Nasty for the first time, right, and right. Ben. So you know, getting getting those fucking really awesome riffs with like no solos, but just like these killer melodic harmonies or or whatever it is that they throw in there. You know, so like around by '92, yeah, I was, I was really into bands like uh, Jawbox and 
uh, bands like Super Chunk and, and started listening to more Sonic Youth and, you know, like with a lot of guitar work. Gazi was, you know, my all time favorite at that time as well. When we have the thing. Yeah, that was the thing because it was still heavy. This is all the stuff that was heavy, which you love. You love the heavy, like you know, the, the heaviness. But the melodic was like this new twist that you'd have these like melodies with this real heavy music. And uh, yeah, well, let's listen to the second song and then we'll talk more about that. Sure. But let's listen to a little bit of "From the Curve." Okay, so, oh yeah yeah man so great yep, and yeah so we, we should mention on uh, the band like this was their third album but it was the first one that john worcester replaced uh chuck garrison <laughs> is that the drummer <laughs> yeah yeah john is. worcester oh, okay. yeah is the drummer okay. this is the first one he played but then he played with him for years and years for, yeah he still plays with him and he, he had he doesn't age he still plays with him right i think Same so guy. i think he went out but he but he ended up becoming really big he had this like he has this like radio duo thing with him and tom sharpling and uh john worcester yeah. it's called sharpling and worcester and uh it's, they're like a radio uh, a comedy duo thing <laughs> so he's been oh, doing really? that for years too I, you know I, I saw them in Asheville uh, maybe about a year ago or so and I, I saw the drummer and I'm like dude that guy doesn't age right like, right 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 exactly <laughs> the same yeah he, he was one of my favorite parts of this band because like instead of just that you know do get to get to get to get to get of all the punk bands at that time that were just playing real super fast pennywise no effects type you know drum beats he's like breaking stuff up and then coming in like straight rock like that that chorus right there where it goes into the bridge the chorus and he's like back you go back you go back you back you back you back you get you get great kick like you know just yeah i i love I love the drums on this record. Like I love his fills and like the simplicity of it. I, th- I think the, he's just such a magnificent drummer on this album. He is, and it's all all right. So Pete, here's the thing that I was realizing when I'm listening to this, and I'm thinking, man, some of this reminds me of uh, you guys, especially 
Irish Car Bomb, you know, you're writing. And the thing is, uh, the singing, uh, it's great, but a lot of the singing is kind of shouted, like shouted singing. The melody really comes from the other instruments, the guitars, the guitar interplay. And like you said, even the drums in a way, it's like all the melody musicality comes from the musical instruments. It's not so much where, you know, a lot of bands, it would just be the the singer and the vocals where all the melody is. But that's, it's kind of flipped around in, in, uh, I think that's that that could be what I like about it. And and for me, a singer will make or break a band. You could be the best band in the world. And if I don't like the vocals or the singer, like I just I, I can't listen to it. You know, um, right, 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 right. Uh, and I, I, I'm, I don't know if you're playing the um, remixed version of this record, but the the original pressing, the vocals were super buried in the mix. Um, like Max voice was not prevalent at all. You could hear it because it's so high pitched. And it goes above everything, but like the original record, original CD, um, like it's really, really low in the mix. So the music really, really stands out. Yeah, it um, is. I think. Well, I will say I should mention that they are they have a Bandcamp, and I got this right off. Uh, I bought it right off of Bandcamp. They're, uh, uh, yeah. you know, uh, Super Trunks uh, Bandcamp, and they have their uh, they have all their albums on there, and this one's on there. So yeah, you're right. It is kind of buried. It is buried, but that's you're right. That's that's also part of the charm. It makes you listen to everything else that's going on more. I listened to it today, and, and and on Spotify, it's the remixed version. Ugh, uh, they remixed, remixed it, remastered it somewhere along the way, and like you could hear the bass is boosted, the vocals are boosted. Right, right. It's much cleaner. In '93, man, like uh, pressed on vinyl, it was, um, it was, uh, it was, it was awesome. <laughs> it really was. The sound was great. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I like that. That um, rough, more rough and raw. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that song's really, really long, but there's such great parts to that song as well. Oh, there are. Uh, and there and are. Like, this is, this is like, this is a headphones record because throughout it, there's two guitar players and they're, and they're a lot of the times where they're doing different things at the same time. Oh, there is. And you're right. Cause you, you wouldn't think it would be like a headphones record. You think it's just like this balls to the walls rocker, but no, the oh, more yeah, I've right. been listening to it, there's so much going on. There's so much going on. Like that's, that's why. This album continues to be one of my favorite albums for what fucking twenty one years now. Yep. You know, since it came out, and and I've played it for people. I'm like, this is thirty one years. Thirty one. Yes. Oh man, math. Thirty one. A decade. I ain't no mathologist, man. You know, you like, left a, uh, a decade out. <laughs> I often do. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but yeah, you know, like it, it's just it's it's. It's definitely in my top three. You know, you said, oh, I think you'd, you'd pick something more metal. And I was like, should I pick Rain and Blood? You know? Right, that right. Is, I, like, I, I could see you. I could totally the, see you. <laughs> I mean, that is the ultimate record. Uh, you know, maybe maybe for the next one, if nobody else picks it. That, okay. that's, uh, <laughs> that, is, that is the ultimate record of all times. Yeah, but yeah. this one's definitely in my top three. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's got a little of everything. It's got sort of the combination of everything. But uh, let's listen to uh, track three and other great songs. Let's do a little bit of For Tension.
Yeah, they just did it there. And one thing I noticed they do a lot, they'll use uh, musical breaks, like almost like leads, but sort of instrumental breaks as like chorus, yeah. as like an extra chorus in a song. Yeah, uh, I mean, that song That song has got, even at the end, like it stops and there's one guitar. Oh, yeah, yeah, the other guitar comes in and it's just, uh, dude, their, their breaks are, fuck, their breakdowns are amazing. Uh, one thing I'll say about that, like this album or even Supercrunch in general, it's so hard to sing along with. <laughs> the voice is so high it's almost like falsetto and i'm like i can't i, can't I know this, i was you know, thinking that you know i i was i was thinking that when i'm listening to it i'm going i wonder if that's that would probably keep a lot of bands from covering them just because he, he, uh he just sing really high <laughs> so hard to sing that yeah, yeah so hard yeah, to sing yeah. and i should uh we didn't we didn't mention the rest of the band we got uh mac mccoggan uh he's the singer and uh guitarist we got Jim Wilbers, the other guitarist. We got Laura Balance on bass, and we got John Osterling on Yeah, but just uh, everyone's great, and yeah, the uh, the the playing on this is just like so top notch and everything. But uh, you know, sometimes I I could imagine some people the the heaviness of it would just say, oh, they're they're just some uh, punk band, like you know, like. But it's like there's there's yeah. so much more going on. There's so much more going on, and and for me, it's like the the sound man like sonically like you can hear those amps like cranked you yes, know yes, and like right, right. some of the songs come in and and i mean it comes in with feedback because those those amps were fucking cranked you know and uh and and the guitar sound is so raw and you can you can hear it in the recording yes um, yes and and we love that. obviously uh, that's in our wheelhouse for sure <laughs> Mm-hmm. We love that shit. <laughs> totally. totally. No matter how man. old we get, we love that. Yeah, All right. So, so now we got some of these songs. Uh, we should talk a little bit about the lyrics, but I know I'm, I'm sure this isn't a, you know, it, it's something where I never, I never paid much attention to lyrics, but when I do and I read them, I realize, man, they're really good though. Their, their lyrics are really good on this, on this album. You know, I, uh, I don't read. I'm not a, I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a lyric person. Right. Um, you know, I, I think the only album that I really know all the words to would be Slayer, Rain and Blood. Um, <laughs> <laughs> because when I finally got on final, I sat there and I listened to it there. over and over and over. And I read all the words on that on that fucking inner sheet, man, you know. Right. Um, <laughs> well, there, but there is yeah. a lot going on. And, and some of it I, I don't quite know. Like, I'm not sure why this next one is called Mower, but let's listen to a little bit of Mower. You know, now I'm, I'm actually reading, and I, I 
I actually do realize why it's called mower because it's basically a uh, mower. Like there was a robin's egg on the ground and you ran it over with the mower. mower oh, so it's <laughs> it's kind of sad. <laughs> Again, man, I don't even know if I know the lyrics to the song. Like it, I could sing along with it, but for me, it's it's you know it's uh it's about the music, man. This one, uh, Package Thief, is is cool because I feel like they were really. Uh, I mean, this was written in '92, uh, but Package yeah. Thief. It's basically about I think someone that steals packages from people under thing and, and that could be yeah. written like about now about right now <laughs> yeah of course I, I mean it's been going on i think forever i i, I do guess. there were kids in my neighborhood growing up that used to ride their bicycles around and fucking rob people's mailboxes yes. around christmas time because grandma would like mail cash to people and right then go around oh god that's right mailboxes man you know this is <laughs> fuck dude you're gonna do that shit forever <laughs> All right, but don't uh, any kids listen. Don't worry, no kids listen to this podcast. But if they did, we'd say no. Sure uh, not. Don't do that. But nobody sends it. Now they Venmo. Grandma Venmos. Okay? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, let's, it's still it's a great song though. Let's do a little bit of Package Thief. <laughs> The lyrics are really great, though. The kids around are scared. They keep their distance. Room after room, stolen goods. It means nothing to her. I've been home. I've been out. Something's kept him off his route. The boxes never reach my house. <laughs> For I don't know how many years, apparently 31, uh, I always said, I always thought it was Fox. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> always thought it was fox there's like the uh, uh the the four tension song i always thought he was saying pretension oh right I had, right I no idea like i said i don't i don't usually pay attention to the lyrics that's fine you know i i because they, it, it's in such good harmony you know with the music like it to me it's just another instrument it is uh, and, and it's all sort of and and uh, yeah like you said it is really I'm, I'm listening to this and i'm thinking yeah i think this is really the original mix because the vocals really are in the back buried back there but it's just great i i just love it you know the way yeah. it is i just wish they wouldn't try and yeah. fix shit you know <laughs> yeah right we gotta we gotta remix it yeah, 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 yeah. I, I don't get that. I don't know. <laughs> all right, so Swallow That again. Another, like you would think, this type of band, you would think, oh, they're all short, fast songs. But no, Swallow That is another song that takes its time. It's like over six minutes. Yeah, and, and, and it's great. It's really a great song. We'll just listen to a little bit of Swallow That.
those uh, guitars. Dude. I just love those guitars, man. Yeah. So that, that part you just faded out, like that's just in the in that song and and later on the record, that's just like the start of those like two guitars. Just right, right, right. Going right. back and forth, man. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. I'll have it playing in the background some of it, but yeah, I love this. I love how it starts out, Laura. You can hear Laura like killing that bass, like pounding on it, almost so heavy she's hitting it that it almost sounds kind of like 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 sloppy in a way or breathing in and out. But then it just kicks in once the guitars come in and just sort of tightens yeah. up a little, and it's just so great. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like, you know, like it, and you know, the flow of this record is great because like the last song that was kind of slow and long, but they come right out of it into a banger. Right. You know, right, actually, right, right. it's got to skip, it's moving, it's fast. The lyrics are kind of you know catchy. And then they go right into this, and it's like, I mean, you could see where the influence towards like emo stuff later on in a few years started oh, yeah, coming yeah, out. Right. Of, uh, like, you know, we didn't mention uh, that at all, but yeah, they, this was. I think this was definitely, you know, bands like this and Rites of Spring and things like that. Uh, yeah, definitely yeah. influenced the later. One of my favorites. Yep. So now, and now on this next one, I guess I remembered it wrong, which I love this song, but it's got acoustic. It's got a little acoustic at the beginning of it, which really surprises you, you know, because there, there isn't much acoustic on this album. I mean, they're, they're from a college town, you know? So. Right, 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 right. <laughs> yeah, and this is, I, I, I really like this song. It's cool. It's sort of like about, I, I guess I remembered it wrong. It's, a, it's about how our perception becomes reality, like our reality, but it may not, a lot of times it's not the real reality, you know? Just how we're For seeing sure. shit. Uh, so let's do a little bit of, I guess I remembered it wrong. It's got a tambourine, and again, like Pete, uh, uh, like you said, when I'm paying attention to uh, John Worcester and his drumming, man, it's so good. Yeah. He's got this swing that uh, uh, yeah. you know, so many drummers could just uh, fuck it up, you know, if they didn't, uh, if they didn't yeah. have this. Yeah, swing that's what I'm saying. Like every song has this like killer beat, like great fills, right on the money. And so the whole time we've been listening to this, the thing, same thing that keeps popping in my head is a uh, block party, uh, silent alarm. Which also like like the drummer on that record was phenomenal. It reminds me of that like these kind of like broken like swing beats, right, and then right, like right. 
fills, you know, like, um, I don't know why it keeps popping in my head, but uh, we'll have yeah, to no, do that it's one. Just, it, it, it's like these drummers that aren't flashy. They're not necessarily flashy drummers or anything, but they just no, perfect. No. They have the perfect spots where they just throw in these little things that just that just elevate and everything. I, I'm, I'm not sure, but I believe he's like a tall guy and his drum set is super low. Oh, right. So like when he plays it, like it's just, it's just like watching him play was so much fun. Um, I, I saw them on this tour at Washington Square. Oh really? Um, oh nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was a great show. I, ha- I had the T-shirt for a while uh, <laughs> from this record, and uh, yeah, I remember uh, my buddy Jimbo like came in and he was like trying to mosh and like stage dive, and they kicked him out. You know, they were like, "Fuck you! Nobody's doing that here, man." You know, and he's like, "Ah, whatever. Fuck off!" And then he's like, "You know, if p- other people were dancing, that would be cool, but nobody is. They're all like, like I don't That's know." So it was, funny. It was well, a crowd. South Beach. Yeah, it was South Beach. <laughs> <laughs> it was South Beach, but South Beach in what year? Nineteen ninety-three. You know, yeah, like, yeah, right, right. It had that little that little window where where like wasn't like South Beach. It was kind of uh, grungy. Oh, it was it was very grungy for years, it but was. Uh, yeah, like <laughs> they cleaned that shit up though. <laughs> oh yeah, right after Hurricane Andrew. <laughs> All right, so we got uh, now we go. Yeah, you're right. The, the album really does it, it, it. Like ebbs and flows really good because you know you know how it is. Something even when it's great, if it's too much of the same, if everything's too much of the same, then you get kind of right fatigued. You get like ear fatigue. But you do not get that with this album at all. You know, there there are only a few albums that I can think of, like from start to finish. Well, you'll listen to every song, and the flow of the record is just absolutely perfect. Um, it, that's it's it's a very hard thing to do. You know, yeah, uh, yeah. not for because they probably didn't record it in this order. Um, and and just like the, the putting these songs back to back, you know, and the way they, they way laid it out is just it's perfect. It is. It's perfect. And uh, let's listen to the song New Low. <laughs> can you how can you not like want to jump out of your fucking seat in that, that song if yeah that yeah pure, right <laughs> pure fucking rock and roll dude just the way it starts out and then that single note that single note that comes in and like not till years later but like drive like jehu and like just noisy yes. fucking one right 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 and the, the rhythm in the background and then they they do one chorus, like, you know, one time and then cut it and it stops and that guitar comes that in. That guitar, oh, how much do you love that part right there, that breakdown when it's just the guitar? It's so good. 
not even that like they're playing and then he breaks down to the toms to get to get to get to get to get like fuck man and and you know just like uh uh the first song on the album it just comes out red hot fucking banger like uh, i love it yeah it is love it. Isn't it great? how great is it that two old guys like us can still appreciate this and listen? <laughs> yeah i mean you know music music for me is one of the the biggest joys in life you know like not only listening to it but playing it creating it you know um what i what i've found like over the years is is not just writing songs uh but like when people come to band practice with like a riff or two and you take their riffs and create a song out of it you know like yeah. they don't they don't have any direction to it and i'm like okay we're gonna play this part this many times and then we're gonna stop and we're gonna do this we're gonna and like you know composing it like and it's not my music it's somebody else's music but I'm turning it into a song and like those are my favorite songs out of the bands that I've played in like right, you know right right yeah creating a building on yeah building on someone else's idea and building it and creating a song yeah it's great that you could get totally. excited that you still get excited about like near listening to this album I get ex- I still got it excited yeah, by it, I know. you know <laughs> that song made me excited exactly. that's why I'm like I'm I'm, I'm talking about it. you talk about Irish car bomb a lot but if if I may uh shamelessly self promote um my last band in Portland, Seed the Clouds. I was the primary songwriter on that record. And there are a ton of songs that have, we even had a song that was like, oh, the super chunk part. And, oh, right, right. <laughs> um, and it was like, yeah, yeah, that's that. And, and okay, so the super chunk part was in a song that were not my riffs. Uh, it's called, uh, that's a weird place to look for gold, but okay. And um, <laughs> I didn't write the lyrics either. But in that part, we called the Super Chunk part, and our singer, Grant, uh, he actually put some Super Chunk, like, lyrics into uh, the end of that song, you know? And it's like, it stops and it breaks, and both guitars are like, like, in different directions, and uh, it's so influenced by this band. That's great. That's great. That's awesome. All right. So, Pete, this next song, Untied, I think I have a, I, I had a revelation about this, and I think... I'm going to blow your mind about this next song. I, I think okay. unless it's something you, you came up, you thought of too, but let's listen to it. And then I'm going to blow your mind right after let's just do a little bit of okay. untied.
Well, first of all, how awesome is that? Is that like riff, that chorus riff right there? Amazing. All right, but here's the thing: in that chorus, the main, the the metaphor in it, you pull the string and I come untied. Pull the string and I come untied. This Weezer's uh, song right. "Undone," the sweater song, came out on their debut a year after this. I got to think Rivers was a fan of this, loved this, and sort of that got under his skin, and he he's kind of lifted that for Undone, the sweater song. If you want to destroy my sweater, hold this bed as I walk away. I don't know. You pull the string and I come untied. Pull the string, I come untied. Untied, undone. I'm sorry. I'm calling <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? I don't know. When did Rivers write that song? Because he's, you know, he's got. I'll tell you when he songs. wrote it. He wrote it two weeks after he heard this, and then that's that. <laughs> I mean, hey, which is know, fine. No, it's fine. I'm not. I'm not chiding him or saying, oh, he stole happen. it. That's things awesome. Happen. Okay, look. Okay, look. Things happen. Uh, CB4 and Fear of a Black Hat came out in the same year, three months apart. Basically, the same premise. CB4 had Chris Rock in it and Charlie Murphy, and it was a big Hollywood thing. Fear of a Black Hat had some under no name actors and was more like Spinal Tap of hip hop than you know oh, any right, other right, right, mockumentary. Right, right. <laughs> Fear of a Black Hat is phenomenally better than uh, you know CB4, but hey, sometimes those things happen. It's, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, an yeah. easy, it's an easy lyric to write. Come on, it, know, is, it, it is. I just thought, I, I just thought the and and also I could see them. You know, which Weezer that that first Weezer album is you can't uh, touch it. It's great. It's it's unbelievable. But I, I could see them being a fan. I could see Rivers being a fan of, the, of these guys as well. Oh, totally, totally. You know, and and uh, I mean, I don't, I don't even know where Rivers is from originally. Is he in, is he a California person originally? No, I, not um, originally. No, those guys they they yeah, moved out. To so who knows where the influence is coming? And also, who knows, like you know, when he. He wrote that song. Uh, from what I understand, he's got like archives of songs that have been written. You know, like uh, he does. And also, when you say where's where's Rivers from? Sometimes I feel like he's from like Mars or something. But uh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've seen Weezer a couple times. You know, it's funny because I saw that sweater song on MTV when it came out, and I wanted to be so angry at Weezer. Like, ugh, who are these? Like, me too. Me too. Me? Yes. <laughs> college radio like this song sucks blah 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 and then maybe a day or so later i went over to hawkins house and he was playing drums along the album and i'm like and i think it was uh you know my name is jonas and i was like who's this he's like weezer and i'm like the college dorks from mtv exactly. and he's like yeah and i'm like fuck i'm like oh, this, this is fucking awesome. great i remember <laughs> i remember me and you talking about that talking about how we first how we like wanted to yeah. hate them but then we we were won over by the album and like that's a fucking great record <laughs> oh it's such a good record yeah that's so funny <laughs> sometimes that's the one good thing about getting old pete haven't you learned that you're able to get over yourself more like we always wanted to be mad at shit when we were younger <laughs> you know i mean it was it's it, it, it was the it was the sign of the times yeah i guess so <laughs> <laughs> all right so we get this one this i'm sorry this you're gonna write a song called the question is how fast that's a fucking great title for a song and they backed it up with a fucking great song too so <laughs> let's just do a little bit of the question is how fast
great song, and I love the fact that it's called The Question Is How Fast, but it isn't like a, a super fast song or anything, which is awesome. No, it's not. And, you know, again, it starts out just that, that you know, single guitar. Yes. And then it comes in with the, those, you know, like tribal drums. And not until the vocals come in does he hit that snare. Yeah. You know, I mean, it goes for like what, like, like eight bars, 10, 16 bars. I don't even know how long it is right. before they come in. And the guitars, they're both doing something completely different, you know, and it's just it. Again, this is a headphones record. If you listen to that and the guitars are panned to each side, like it's just it's amazing. Yeah, it's great. It's so well done. It's also well done and well put together. It's just uh, yeah, it's it's really it's really something. Yeah, and, and another thing that's cool that I noticed is it doesn't, sometimes an album uh, like this, this is already, their CDs and there's a little more songs on albums. There's 13 songs, but this doesn't fall apart at all at the end. You know, sometimes they throw no. a couple, it feels like they're throwing filler towards the end, but it does not happen on this record. No, uh, no. All the songs are extremely well written. And, and that's, but like this album, like, uh, you know, their, their previous ones were a little bit more, uh, a little bit more raw, you know, and it was, it was, it hit was or miss, but it's more, but that's kind of the, yeah, it's gotta be sometimes it, it'll be hit or miss. You, you aren't going to love every song except, and except for this record, right? Every, every, I, I personally feel like every song they wrote on this record, like was to, and for their third album, that's, that's a lot. Usually, you know, like the first, uh, it depends how it works. You know, some bands are third out soul asylum, you know, like they didn't right, really right, start right. getting really, really great until like three or four, you know, uh, and then it went the other way. They had the curve. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, um, you know, like this is their third record. Like how long did it take them to write these songs and how long did they rehearse them and perfect them? You know, like the first record is usually always the best because you've written these songs and sometimes it takes years for bands to break. Right, 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 and right. you've perfected them. You've played them fucking a thousand times on tour, shows, whatever, and then you put out this record. Like your sophomore album for most touring bands kind of suffers because you don't have the time to write and you're on the road blah, blah 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 but like this is their third record and it's it's just phenomenal you know like the i i i wonder all these questions you know like how <laughs> long did it take them to write this record did they did they do it really quick was it you know songs they had for years that they were putting together i know i know you would wonder that uh because yeah it, like i said it just it does not fall apart and uh let's listen to this the 11th song already we're in here it's called trash heap
Yeah, it's great. And uh, yeah, you hear these little uh, like undertones in the guitar. Like at some points it feels like you said, a lot of times you feel the guitars are just on the edge of feeding back a little or something like that. And and that happens so much on this record. Yeah, yeah. Even in the previous song, like they were doing all these you know little things in the beginning and you could hear like every once in a while they'd hit a note and the feedback would just come right in. Um, I'd like, that's what I said. I, I love the tone of this record. Like sonically, it's, it's just the sound resonates with me and probably why I've loved it, you know, for so many years. Cause I can, and a, a, a funny story to add, um, I was a bartender in Portland at the horse brass pub where, uh, I actually had taken you and your family. That's right. Um, yeah. And, uh, I, there was a bartender there and he was, you know, he was from, um, Puyallup, Washington, and uh, was like a high school, college wrestler kid. And we started working together on, on like Friday nights and he had an iPod and we would always put it on music. And surprisingly, for some reason, he had this album on his iPod. And I was like, dude, that's like my favorite record of all time. And he would play it. Like if I was in a bad mood oh, and I was right. like walking around all grumpy, <laughs> like I would just hear like, dee, 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 dee. I was like, Fuck yeah, I'm like, thanks man. You put on super chunk. I'm like, that's awesome. Oh, that's you great. Know? Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. So, yeah, we, we've been saying that this album, uh, in a way, could almost be described as being flawless. So we got a song here called Flawless. Great. There's a line, uh, you just watched a band and you think that you can tell me how it is. I will not be there when the curtain comes down. Um, it's great. I like how they're a little self-referencing right there. I, you know, I mean, that song's just pure rock and roll. Like, yes. you know, down, 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 and they ring out that whole chord, you know, and it's, and it's, I love this record, Rob. Like, uh, <laughs> now, that, that, now that we're going back and, you know, through it and like picking it apart and like, and I can hear the rest of that song. Uh, you know, and at the end, there's like, and then they yell Brutus, and like in 1993, yes, yes, one yes. of the first was named Brutus. That was his nickname. Like, yeah, and that song's super fast. You know, it comes again, comes out of like a slow song into like kind of a banger. Right, right. You know, fast moving, keeps going, good rock and roll. Yeah, and and you know, Pete, I should mention to you. Uh, this is kind of exciting. I'm actually going to see Super Chunk in like two weeks. They're playing here in LA. Nice. They will probably be, they will probably not play any songs <laughs> off this record. <laughs> well, I'm wondering. I, I will let you do, know. It would be like Tide or Trash Heap. And, uh, you know, we, we listen to Trash Heap and, and um, 
again, I never read the lyrics. I never really knew what the song was about. Right. Um, but in my in my mind's eye, there was I don't know if it was Jim Henson or the Fraggle Rock or whatever it was. There was a character <laughs> called the Trash Heap. Um, you know, and it was like a talking pile of like leaves and trash and stuff. Oh, okay. And I always thought that that's, that's what this song is referencing. I never looked it up. I never read the lyrics, but like I said, in my mind's eye, every time I heard, you know, call the trash heap, I always thought of this, like, you know, Muppet like pile of, of garbage. Nice. Well, I, I, I will say if I get to, uh, if I get to say, Hey, and if I get to talk to, um, Mac, I will, I will definitely ask sure. them. Yeah. They're playing with another, they're playing with uh, the band fucked up, which is another band that I really like. So it's super true. I love that. Band. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. it's great at, at the Regent theater. So I will give you my review of that. Uh, yeah. I'm excited. yeah. And I'll, they'll play. I'll, I'll call out. I'll make them play at least one, uh, at least one song. Uh, <laughs> I mean, they got it right. Maybe this one, maybe the last one on the record, uh, which is a great song, a great album closer. Let's listen to the only piece that you get. <laughs> It's a really great way to end the record the way it's just got that very stoic you yeah. know beat and everything yeah you know um it's it's like really kind of open again the acoustic guitars come back in yep. and like you know it, it kind of always reminded me of like the last song of the night uh where it's like it's it's quiet you're right, like right. been cigarette smoke and you're just like oh fuck you know like uh i just want to go to bed kind of thing you know that's what it, it it always reminded me of um also now just listening to it and, and I, I think to what i listen to these days i'm like drop the tuning a little bit and uh and it's sleep you know it's oh, fucking right, slow right, right. and droney and yep. like a lot of feedback and uh you know it's, it's like that for most of the song too so it is and it's great and and yeah that's the thing you know in, in listening to this album this week i realized man this is a lot of the music i'd listened to and the bands that i love a lot of it i think were influenced by super chunk or there, there's a lot of elements in them that's in a lot of other stuff that i really love yeah that's uh, you know i i feel like this album was pretty influential in that um and and like that rock and roll scene you know like um for bands that came out during, you know, the, the early nineties, um, there were so many different sounds and, and so many bands that came after that preceded that, you know, like, 
not preceded. That's the wrong word. Anywho, uh, <laughs> I'm not no I'm not no languageologist, man. That's okay. Um, <laughs> anywho, you can hear you can hear the influence. You know, right, right, yeah, yeah, for sure. And you can hear the influence that they had in you know in writing the record too. So it's 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 pretty awesome. Yeah. Now, now, Pete, I'm gonna put I'm obviously gonna put some stuff in there, radio. But do you know is there like stuff? Can you can people hear Radio Baghdad, Irish Car Bomb, and that? Is, like, are you guys on Spotify or is it on Bandcamp? No, no, unfortunately not. Anywhere, not. Right? Like, uh, <laughs> I've had I've had I've had so many text messages and like threads that are like, yeah, we're gonna put everything on Spotify or blah blah blah. And I, I haven't seen anything nope. so uh, no that's too bad no there isn't um you can find like again uh shameless self-promotion you can find um seed the clouds on uh van camp and uh spotify oh okay and great, great i think there's i think there's a link tree thing for seed the clouds and it's spelled c-e-d-e seed the clouds of, of course um, <laughs> but it's great that that stuff's really great though pete i mean that that that, that stuff's really great and uh yeah that band was a lot of fun yeah, and it's very and yeah, like I said, you could hear you could hear that you this you could hear why you love this album and how you know what oh, you totally. took away from it for when you do totally. Like All right, well, Pete, I'm uh, I'm glad I finally got you on the podcast. I had to yeah. Well, yeah. When are you going to be on Rob's podcast? It's like, all right, Pete was on, so uh, yeah, I got Rob, you on. What am I going to be on the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm excited. I'm excited to hear that. I, I know you're going to be making new music now back in Florida, so I'm excited to hear. Some yeah, of that. Oh, yeah. We'll see what happens there. Uh, I'd love to come back. Now that we talked, there's there's so many other albums that you know. Uh, I know I know you've done Home Again, right, from the Doughboys. No, what are not, no, no, no. no, what? No, no, Dubin, no Bone Break. They didn't do those. Um, no. That would be a phenomenal record to do. Okay. Um, you know that one, and uh, and and I mentioned Block Party. Silent Alarm is a phenomenal is. record. That's as a well. great record. Yeah, and no one has picked that. Although you you may have to do Slayer Rain and Break. You may have to do that <laughs> because no, I don't think anyone will, else is going to pick it. <laughs> I will do that any day. That is the greatest record ever created ever. That is like the, the greatest thirty six minutes or whatever the fuck it is like ever put to tape ever. Rick Rubin on that one is a fucking genius. Yep. All right. So, uh, yeah, thanks again for coming on. I appreciate it. Don't forget, everyone, uh, you can follow me on Instagram and Facebook. It's at that record got me high. On X, it's at TRGMH Podcast. You can email me at TRGMH33 at gmail.com. Most importantly, if you want to become a patron of the show and support me, go to patreon.com forward slash TRGMH. Don't forget, you can listen to me everywhere, but on Spotify. That's it. I'm not on Spotify anymore. So, you know, just find some other place to listen. And there's plenty of other options. And then just subscribe to it there. I would really appreciate it. Peter, thanks again so much Yo. for coming on. This was fun. It's been a pleasure, sir. Awesome. All right. I'm Rob Elba. We'll see you all next week. I'm out of here. Yeah. Yeah.